0: Hello everyone, this is Wayne Massey again, and I am at Chilliwack Alliance Church, and this is our third podcast in our series of money management, that is, Managing Money God's Way. And in our last session, you will recall that we talked about wealth building and how to retire well, and I hope you enjoyed that. Here's a little thought for you. You know you are wealthy when your money makes more money than you do. And it does so even when you are relaxing. Your money never gets sick and tired. It never—it works 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It doesn't take a day off. And now that you have built your wealth, you will have financial freedom to go to our next level. And that brings us to uh, today's session on how to invest your money wisely as you money your manage. Money, Manager Money God's Way, and today we are going to focus on the true path to prosperity, and we're going to take a look at the characteristics of biblical giving, and we will finally celebrate the joy of giving and being philanthropic with your wealth. So I hope you're ready to join me and uh, jump in here with me as we, de- as we de- discuss your infinite power to be rich. The principles of Christian giving. Now, here's the next paradigm shift I want to share with you in these podcasts. God wants all of his children to live a happy and full life. In fact, we were born to be rich because God, the creator, will give us the ideas and the talents to earn and create wealth if we will just trust in him. The science of getting rich is based upon the law of belief. If you can believe, it says in the Bible in Mark chapter 9, verse 23, if you can believe, all things are possible for him that believes. And in this session of our podcast, session number three, we are going to look at how God enables us to become very wealthy. Now, one of the basic principles is to think positive thoughts. Put away negative side. If you find yourself thinking negatively, stop and go back and say, I can do it because God is with me. I can do it because I'm not alone. If I need money to pay a bill, in fact, when you get a bill in the mail, pray over that bill that God will provide from his storehouses of wealth so that your bills will be paid on time. So think only positive thoughts, and remember that God is your constant source of supply. Whatever you need, He will give you if you truly believe, and He will do it according to His will. Now, today's session, we're going to learn that God the Father is an ever-present help in time of trouble. He is the living fountain from which all blessings flow. Paul said in Corinthians 4.19, and my God will meet all of your needs according to the riches of his glory in Jesus Christ. Let me share with you that wealth comes through prayer, faith, and obedience to the word of God. I'll say that again. Wealth comes through prayer, faith, and obedience to the word of God. Man's greatest folly is not is in not realizing that true riches are actually within himself and they're not in the possessions that he owns. True riches and wealth are materialized through the creative power of his mind, the thoughts and ideas that pour forth when one puts their minds to solving a problem or, if you will, creating a better mousetrap. I hope you're following me here. When we think about it and we focus and we concentrate, if there's a problem and we spend time and energy and prayer on that problem, God will be our source of supply. He will give us an idea, an inspiration. The Holy Spirit will speak to us if we trust and have faith. We've all watched the TV series. There's actually a couple of programs on TV. One's called the Dragon's Den or the Shark Tank. I find them both rather interesting because I see many, many entrepreneurs bringing forward business ideas and products to wow the judges and hopefully form a successful marketing partnership for manufacturing and development of their products. These people are not... Geniuses, they're normal people like you and I who have put their minds to solving a problem and coming up with a creative idea or solution which will, in the end, ultimately make many consumers happy. And, of course, the designer or the creator earns a significant amount of wealth. And that's why these dragons, if you will, want to partner up with these creators or these creative people. It all begins with a thought or an idea. They see a problem. They see a situation. They see a way to make a better mousetrap. And then they need some help to get it launched. And that's why they go on the Dragon's Den or the Shark Tank. Do you want to know what I find truly amazing? To me... It's truly amazing that as a believer, God dwells within me. And as such, I have direct access to his knowledge, his wisdom, and his strength. The Bible says, he that is within you is greater than he that is in the world. And what an amazing realization that is. When you believe that God dwells in the depths of your being, and it is this power, the power of God, that gives us creativity, confidence, and assurance as Christians. So I'm saying to you today, believe this. His Spirit is in me. His Spirit is in you. Therefore, God's wisdom, God's power, His intelligence, His understanding, His creative energies are extended and expressed through you and me as a child of God. And as His child, we will inherit riches, particularly if we center our mind on his commands and his ordinances, his laws, if you will. According to James 1, verse 5, the Bible says, If you lack wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all, without finding fault, and if you believe, it will be given to you. Let me ask you a question. Have you noticed how rich people tend to be very generous stoners? and they have a compassionate heart to improve the welfare of other people in the communities around them. I can tell you I've met many wonderful, successful business people here in Chilliwack who cheerfully donate hundreds of thousands of dollars to local charities so that others in Chilliwack can live a better life. Jimmy Patterson, we all know him, donates millions of dollars every year to local hospitals. And yet in both cases, these men see their incomes increase exponentially every year. Even though they give away thousands and millions of dollars, they are still being rewarded. God is blessing them again because they've been faithful stewards with, and with that which he's entrusted them. Believe me, if God sees your heart for others is a good heart. And if you demonstrate a desire to serve others and to bless them, He will use you. First, he will trust you with a little, and over time, he will increase the amount of wealth he gives you so that you can give an increasingly amount or a a bigger amount to others, and you want them to learn about God's love too. And when you pour out your love on your children or on others, you are using part of the infinite love of God. God says in the Bible that he is love. And that's all he wants us to do, to love our neighbors as ourselves. Love him first, of course, with all our heart, our mind, and our strength, but love others as ourselves. Here's a life lesson I want to share with you. Millions of people struggle every day in poverty, and they remain discouraged about life because they fail to accept God's gift of grace. His gift of forgiveness and salvation that brings about a new life and a new point of view through Jesus Christ. There's more to unpack here, and if you would like to learn more about how to receive this gift of grace and salvation, drop me a line. It's Wayne at mycac.ca and we'll have a continued conversation and I'll share more with you about that. Here's another thing I've discovered. The rich keep getting richer. Wow. I have another puzzle. that's a puzzle to consider have you ever wondered why the rich keep getting richer well i've found that the answer is pretty simple if they are good stewards of his entrusted wealth then they will increase their wealth And there's a a parable in the Bible in Matthew 25, chapter 25, that talks about the talents. And one man was given 10 talents, another man was given five, and a third was given one. And the master went away and said, I will be back. Take care of this money that I'm entrusting to you. And when he returned, the one who got 10, he actually made more money. He made 10 more. And the one who had five, he made five more. But the one steward who only got one talent was so nervous and afraid of the master that he didn't do anything, he buried it. He didn't want to lose it, so he just saved it. And when the master returned, he praised the first two, but he was very disappointed with the last one because the last one didn't have faith. He didn't trust and he didn't obey. And so that was taken away from him. So people, the rich get richer because the poor, the money will be taken away from them if they don't follow God's laws of money management. I guess, in a nutshell, what I'm saying today is that we need to form a partnership with God. Yes, we have to go in business with God. We have to, if you will, work in God's kingdom. We have to do God's business. And when we start focusing our energies and time and working on God's business, he blesses us. So let's get into business or partnership, if you will, with God. John chapter 17. Jesus' most magnificent prayer before he goes to the Garden of Gethsemane, he says, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. May the world know that you and I are one and they who believe are one with us and we are in them. And that goes right back to what I said at the beginning of this podcast. God is in me. He's in you if you are a believer, and He will bless us if we trust, and if we pray, and if we believe. To God, God is the constant source of my supply, meeting all my needs, and it's in accordance with His will for my life. So I want you to remember that, and tell yourself that. Be positive. And, and, and remember that God is the constant source of your supply. When you need, as I said, to have a bail, bill paid, or you need to get your car fixed, or you need to fix something around the house, pray for God to bless you financially. The Bible says, all things are possible with God. And whatever you ask for in prayer, believing you shall receive. That's Matthew 21, verse 22 what do I mean when I say that we are to center our minds on God's commands and ordinances? Ladies and gentlemen, God wants us to help others. And if we're willing to submit to him and if we are willing to be a blessing to others and to share whatever wealth he gives us, then he will make each of us a distribution center. That's right. He will use us to distribute his love and his wealth to others. You would do well to believe in this truth and understand that you will be blessed beyond your wildest imagination if you get into partnership and business and working with God in his kingdom. So I ask you, are you willing to accept your new assignment? Are you willing to become dedicated managers of the money you've already been given? Have you set up your budget? Have you established control of your spending? Have you started to invest wisely? Have you started to build wealth in order to please God? Not in order to take care of yourself only, but to please God and to grow his kingdom. That is the magical secret in these broadcasts. That is the magical secret in these messages that I'm giving to you. Organize your finances and do it in such a way that you want to be in partnership with God and you want to further His kingdom and to please Him. And if you are, and if you uh, are you ready to be ambassadors of joy and peace and love and goodwill to all men, then please, again, take an opportunity to email me at uh, wayne at mycac.ca. Drop me a line and let's begin a deeper conversation on how to begin this amazing walk of faith. Now, there is another law that God commanded, and it is the first law of money, and it's called tithing. Tithing is one of the fundamental laws of life commanded by God. The word tithe means one-tenth that portion of a man's income which has been devoted to God's house and kingdom. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10 tells us to bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that is the church that there may be food in my house, that the church will be able to distribute the money around the world to help other people. Try this, says God. Try me in this. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will be not room enough for you to store it. Wow. He would give us so much more. Be faithful in a little. And that little will magnify be faithful for years and you will find years from now that you will be very wealthy life lesson number two you cannot out god give and he will give you more more than you can imagine The tithe is intended to be used by the church for the propagation of the truth, the message of salvation to be spread around the world, and the expansion of the kingdom into countries and a lost or least known people's group. God wants his word to be heard in all four corners of the world. He wants everybody to know the message of salvation. Many people, however, believe that the tithe is not restricted to money. It also includes your time. And your energy as well. The more love and goodwill you give, again, the more you will receive. Wow. Think about that. Find an opportunity to serve at Salvation Army or Ruth and Naomi's here in Chilliwack or another church outreach function, a soup kitchen. Find a way to serve the less fortunate. Find a way to be a blessing to others. It doesn't always have to be by money. Make time to improve a neighbor's life. Take care of an elderly person in your neighborhood. Offer to cut their grass. Offer to go do their grocery shopping. Offer to take them grocery shopping, if you will. Help somebody else out, and you will find that by being a faithful servant, they will open up, and you will find blessing in in helping a fellow person in your area or neighborhood. We've all heard the old adage, it's better to give than to receive. It's a proven truth that people who hoard their wealth, I can think of Scrooge. Do you remember that movie? or or Actually, it was a movie, but the book by Charles Dickens? It was A Christmas Carol. And Ebenezer Scrooge, oh, he was miserly. And he was not a nice man. And yet, at the end of the movie, there wasn't a kinder man to be found, according to Tiny Tim. It took a lifetime of stowing away his fortunes and loaning money at high interest rates and being selfish and greedy. It took a lifetime before he realized the true meaning of joy, and that was to share and to give it back. So, I've seen where people who hoard their money, they end up having a miserable life because they're afraid somebody's going to come and steal it. They're afraid somebody's going to try and take advantage of them. And they don't trust anybody, and they become a hermit. You know, it's so sad. It is so sad. It's hard to believe, though, that you will actually become richer if you give your wealth away. The more love and goodwill you give to others, the more you will receive back. The more friends you will have, the more love you will have, the more blessing you will have. Somehow or another, God multiplies these gifts of joy and magnifies them in countless ways. Another truth about building wealth and, and sharing your wealth is that we are not to give grudgingly, but we ought to give cheerfully we ought to release this tithe freely with a sense of abandonment, knowing that this is really God's money. This is God's will for my life. And this is how I will serve Him. And that I am being a faithful steward. I am giving to Him, giving it back to Him by the form of a tithe and a generous gift. This is the meaning of the quotation in the Bible. Give and it shall be given unto you Good measure pressed down and shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For the with the measure that you use, it will be measured unto you. So, ladies and gentlemen, I really want to encourage you to give all honor and glory to God through your money. Use your money to glorify God. Use your money, which isn't really yours. It's his, and He's just let, he's asking you to be good money managers with it. Never take credit yourself for your blessed life. And a grateful heart, remember this, a grateful heart attracts riches. If you are kind and generous to other people, you will find many rewards coming back to you. I've got a question for you. As we continue in the today's session on how to um, manage your money God's way and looking at the principles of Christian giving, I've got another question for you whose money is it? Now, this is a very important principle to understand. You came into the world with nothing, and we will leave the world in the same way. We take nothing with us when we die. In fact, according to the scripture, ownership of everything is the Lord's. We came into the world with nothing, but when we leave the world, I hope you're prepared to Write a will to allocate your estate wealth to your family, to your favorite charities, or to your foundation. As a Christian, please be sure to leave a portion of your estate to the church to use to further God's kingdom around the world. According to the scriptures, ownership of everything is the Lord. Psalm 24, 1 says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all who live in it belong to God. Haggai 2, verse 8 says, The silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord God Almighty. Psalm 50, verses 10 and 11, For every animal of the forest is mine, declares God, and the cattle on a thousand hills are mine. God says, I know every bird in the mountains, and I know all the creatures of the field, because they are mine. Years ago, Frank Sinatra did a, had a number one hit with his famous song, I Did It My Way. Ladies and gentlemen, do not believe for a minute that you are wealthy because you did it your way. Here are the words of Deuteronomy 8, verses 17 and 18. You may say to yourself, My power and my strength, or the strength of my hands, have produced this wealth for me. But it continues to say, remember the lord your god for it was he who gives you the ability to produce wealth god gives us talents gives us the ability to obtain an education to get a job and to excel in that job and we must always remember that we came into the world as a baby and we learned and we grew and we hear many many times that he's a self-made man or he's a multimillionaire because he did but it was those ideas came from the Lord. So, I want you to encourage you right now that you look at whose money it is, and be faithful stewards with it. I, I don't want to beat this drum too much longer, but I do want to share Matthew six nineteen to twenty one, where it says, "Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth." where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I give as much as I can to express my gratitude to God for his love. He has loved you and me so much that he gave his only son, Jesus, as a sacrifice for our sins, so that we can have eternal life and dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Therefore, we should manage our money God's way to advance his kingdom. Our love for God is reflected in our attitude towards giving. A person who thinks that he owns his money asks, How much of my money should I give to God? Where a faithful follower of the Scriptures, who is a servant of God, asks, How much of God's money do I need for for myself? Owners, when buying something, ask themselves, Will I enjoy this? Can I afford this? Whereas a good steward will ask, How will this purchase affect my ability to meet God's needs or to serve God's purposes in his kingdom?" So there's a change of attitude, a change of heart, change of focus. When we handle our money God's way, it's with an eye on what his plan is and what his will is. When we live with a grace-motivated attitude and a steward mentality, we can enjoy our giving and our possessions that God gives us. There is a high degree of contentment in a good steward's life. Commitment, or I'm sorry, contentment isn't having what you want, but wanting what you have and being satisfied with the blessings that you have. I hope this has been encouraging for you. I hope this has helped you, and uh, and and, uh, that you're you see the perspective I'm coming from. I hope you can see that to live well and to prosper is to walk with God, to serve God, to honor God, and to thank Him. And to pray, to be faithful, to be obedient, to tithe regularly. So, I leave you with these things. I leave you with these thoughts. And my last one is, be a blessing to the needy. He who honors God gives to the poor. In fact, Proverbs 19, verse 17 says, He who is kind to the poor lends to the Lord and God will reward him for what he has done. You are building up credit in your treasures in heaven. When you give to the poor, you are lending to God, and God will reward you for that. So in closing, I really want to help you understand the joy of giving. It's amazing. When you experience the Tenderness, the appreciation, and the humility a receiver gives you when you give to them. Because it, we sense that love of God. Our, our giving is an indicator of our spiritual vitality and our spiritual maturity. And, and God wants us to give according to what we have and give with a cheerful heart. Because he blesses us to be a blessing to others, in Second Corinthians, God abundantly blesses the gracious giver. He who sows sparingly shall also reap sparingly, but he who sows generously will reap bountifully. You won't get one for one. God, God will give you ten times more. He'll give you a hundred times more. That's the that's the amazing part of. Giving and living for God. So in closing, first Timothy six, seventeen to nineteen. I want to leave these two verses with you. First Timothy chapter six, verses seventeen and nineteen. To instruct those who are present in this present world not to be conceited or to fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches, but fix their hope on God, who richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. Instruct them to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is life indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes our series on managing your money God's way. And I hope you've enjoyed them. And I look forward to your feedback. Please send me an email. Uh, send me uh, your thoughts. Ask me some questions. Uh, send it to wayne at mycac.ca. And be sure to check out our website one more time. And that is uh, www.mycac.ca slash connect slash events slash money management. And I am looking forward to hearing from you. And I hope this has been really, really helpful. And may God bless you all.